0: I know this is late, but this is the Chase Talks Hip Hop podcast, and today I'm kind of doing a Halloween recap and everything because I uh, I just got back. I was in California for a little bit, um, just taking some time, getting some life to live and everything. I need to take breaks in between. I'm human too, but in this podcast, I just want to talk about you know the hip hop culture and how, to a degree, horror core is important to hip-hop culture and some people may disagree about horrorcore and its significance in hip-hop because it is weird you know really it does have a strange connotation but we can look at it a little bit deeper you know because there there are a lot of names that can come to mind you know whether it's um you know brother lynch is probably the most infamous of all um horrorcore rappers because He's very explicit. One thing about Brother Lynch is that he honestly doesn't give a fuck. And let's let's look into his track record. <laughs> you know, let's look into his track record because he does have a lot of interesting songs and his style is always evolving. You know, with um season of of the sickness and a lot of his early works, he kind of adopted he had more of a west coast sound. And then the more he evolved, you know. And, and and the more we saw the other dimensions, like when he signed with Tech Nine, that's where we got to see him rap over different stuff. And I think it was really fun to see that type of stuff. You know, we always want to see our favorite artists evolve, right? Because without evolution, there's stagnation. Nobody want, wants to listen to stagnant music. It it kind of kills the true creativity that you want to achieve. So I do think Brother Lynch, like no matter how graphic his lyrics may be like what is the difference between listening to brother lynch or watching a horror movie or reading a stephen king book i mean people i, I think there is shock value in getting scared right there has to be some shock value in it you know th- th- there's shock value you know when i go to a horror movie i intend to have fun you know maybe is that does that apply with music you know, because people get, get really defensive when it comes to music about what belongs and what doesn't. And people are very passionate. And the thing about horror films in general is that it's a tough genre. It's a taboo genre. You know, there's, there, it takes a lot to be innovative and creative in that area of film study. So if you want to apply the same idea to music, it's that it's hard out here for horrorcore rappers. You know, it really is, if you really want to think about it, because there's only, there, there isn't that big of a demographic who's really going to pay for it. I mean, don't get me wrong, people like shock value, they want to be scared, and I'm not just saying Brother Lynch is shock value. He has some great some, he has some great records. He has, not all of his shit is just based on, you know, cutting people up and eating them. You know, he, he has some pretty street records, like gangster rap records, but he's hardcore. You know, hardcore horrorcore. You know, there's the record with uh, Tech9, Bob, and uh, Hops, and and that that was a really big record. And I guess you could say that was a horrorcore record, but it did achieve a, a lot of um a lot of acclaim. I won't I won't say acclaim, but it did get a lot of attention due to having someone like Bob, who was considered a pop artist, rapping. In in a horrorcore fashion, and and honestly, like who who? What other rappers can we put into this conversation? I mean, I guess maybe we could put Eminem because, in, to a degree, Eminem had a horrorcore sensibility when he came out of the woodworks, right? You know, he was talking about killing his baby mama, all of that shit. So, what is what is really the difference? Like, do we have a ceiling? Is it because Eminem is white and we can allow certain behavior? I honestly don't know. But I'm going to read some of Brother Lynch's lyrics. And, (laughs) you know, part of me wishes I really got this out on Halloween. But due to the scheduling, I just wanted to talk about this stuff. And one of his infamous records is Meat Cleaver. So, coming with the meat cleaver. Cut her in her neck. Leave her. Put her on the ground like a beaver. See him. Yeah, I'm coming up to get her. Run up and get her with machete. They coming to get her without the liver. With the meat cleaver. Leaving the street bleeding. Heaping a heat heat seeker. I speak ether. He about to leak faces. Wiping up the streets with her. Get him. Reminiscing the wacko. Take hoes and put them in the box. They made shows. I hate him. Cook him in Crisco. I filleted him and I ate him. Filleted him and ate him. Baking potatoes. So... This song is—he's talking about eating women. So cannibalism—is this an, is this a new branch of hip hop, cannibalistic hip hop? Does it have a place? I think, I think it's interesting. Even because when you listen to this music, you have to think: Is Brother Lynch really eating people? Do you honestly think Brother Lynch, who is signed to Strange Music, who has a career, and who who probably has people to feed? I think a lot of these artists, like maybe they're they're horror movie fans and they love the genre and they apply it into their music because that they, they know that there is an audience for it. You know, and I don't want to be too philosophical or anything, but regarding like Halloween time and everything, the Halloween is, is a time where people really take in shock value and enjoy it. They enjoy horror movies and, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying watching a horror film. I don't think that there is anything wrong with it and it can, I don't think people should be mischaracterized for liking to watch horror movies. I like horror films, you know, and for sure, like, I definitely want to talk about movies and recommendations, personal horror movie recommendations, but I want to talk music because this is the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast, you know, and we could, let's bring up some names as far as horrorcore. What are what are the big names in horrorcore? So, because this is a wide genre, and you can throw people like ICP, Necro, Isham, and uh, Eminem is definitely in that list. But Isham is really interesting because I believe he's out of Detroit, and Isham is just he's an interesting guy. He's a really interesting character. So, I. I mean, I guess you could throw Ghetto Boys in there, too. You can throw certain artists. I'm looking at this list, 36 Mafia, Triple Six, Six Six Six. You know, actually, I do want to talk about... Before I talk about Isham, I do want to talk about 36 Mafia. And they have their song called Fly, right? And the background lyrics, if you listen carefully... It's along the lines of Lucifer is our Lord or something like that. From the musical standpoint, uh, they were devil worshippers, supposedly. And maybe this is like, maybe it was kind of like a prank. Maybe Juicy J and everyone in the studio just said, hey, let's fuck with people. And here's an article on Noisy. And it is titled, That that Time I Threw Away My 3-6 Mafia CD to Avoid Going to Hell and you know i'm not gonna play the song for copyright reasons of course like this is a podcast i'm not making a lot of money off this shit really you know i do this because i love it people i i do everything because i love it and i want to keep it that way you know i don't have any any negativity but let me read this article to you yo You know what they say saying on Stay Fly. Someone I no longer remember who had stopped me had stopped me in my high school hallway to ask about one of my favorite rap groups, Three Six Mafia. It was two thousand and five, the beginning of my sophomore year of high school, and I'd already built a reputation. Ah, damn it! Computer's loading. They load up the image. Yeah, 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 we get it. Someone I no longer remember who had stopped me in my high school hallway to ask about one of my favorite rap groups, Three Six Mafia. It was 2005, the beginning of my sophomore year of high school, and I'd already built a reputation as a diehard fan. Yeah, what do you mean? I answered. Slightly offended that someone would question my knowledge of the lyrics. Not only was this my favorite group, but they played the song on the radio every 20 minutes, and it was regularly included on the music video countdown shows. Nah, yo, did you hear what they were saying in the background of the chorus? The part he was talking about is still highly indecipherable to me. The harmonizing that starts the song and continues in its hook throughout. They're saying, Lucifer, you're my king, you're my father. Listen to that shit again, he declared. I brushed him off as crazy. Later that day, on my way home from school, I booted up the iPod Nano, with which only which only had shuffle capabilities, so I had to keep pressing the next button, and I listened intently to Stay Fly. The syllables of those backing vocals match perfectly with with the incantation my homie had filled me in on. Lucifer, you're my king. You're my father. My mind was as good as blown. I ran it back a few times to make sure I wasn't tripping. After a few plays, it seemed like he was right. I was stuck. So... I, I want people to listen to to the track for themselves but this article is interesting because the thing is like we're talking the Halloween time I guess like we're talking about scary things you know with music there's no I wouldn't be surprised I think that there's a lot of weird fucking witchcraft in the industry I personally do I think that there is a lot of witchcraft and crazy shit going on in the industry you know um I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't if they were doing ritualistic shit. I I wouldn't be surprised. At the same time, like, is it really making people famous, or is it just a bunch of fucking weirdos with too much time on their hands? And I'm not. This is separate from Three Six Mafia. I like Three Six Mafia. I like Juicy J. He's one of my favorite people on earth. You cannot make another Juicy J. You know, honestly, I'd love to meet him. I think he's great. I love his music. His solo shit has been awesome, but. There's, there are these weird, weird things in, in the world of music. Weird things. Where there's just there's just some a little layer of creepiness. You know? And it's like you could... People say if you listen to certain rock albums backwards, it's satanic. And there are so many things. Like, to me, Slayer is really satanic. And Eddie Bravo spoke on it a few times. Like, certain lyrics are just satanic as fuck. But this is the Chase Talks hip-hop podcast so i was 15 and admittedly a bit fragile on the subject of religion it was around the time i started questioning what i'd i started questioning what i'd learned in church up to that point point. one day i'd think it was all bullshit and the next i'd feel guilty for such thoughts not long before i'd gotten the news about the track i watched passion of the christ with my older sister seeing jesus have his flesh yanked out by a cat of nine nails Ooh, whip, wh- eh, eh, nine nails whipped properly, fucked my head up. Soon after, my grandmother convinced me to watch some DVD, which, for its two-hour entirety, linked rap music to the satisfaction of Satan. It was a low-budget movie, and for the most part, I took it as a joke. The guy hosting the film, a self-described musician, went in about how it's... Bone Thugs and Harmony worship the devil because the liner notes of one of their albums was written backwards like witchcraft. He also spent a good 20 minutes on how DMX and Marilyn Manson's 1998 collaboration The Omen was clearly the workings of Satan because a chord in its instrumental couldn't be found anywhere on the piano or in any production program he'd ever seen. His justification and aha moment was that in the Bible, Satan's, Satan Satan, was God's minister of music, so he could manipulate sound any way he pleased. 3.6, and the more I thought about it, fit into the line of thinking. Even though I didn't need this guy to point that out to me, I was already very aware of the fact that their content imagery was tied to the devil. I mean, they were fucking called triple six mafia in their early days. Their logo, the, uh, the logo for their hypnotized camp posse was the Grim Reaper and they routinely rapped about Satan. None of that was enough for me to stop listening, but something about hearing them actually praise Lucifer was too much to me. That combination of fear baiting and my being an impressionable teenager left me feeling like I only had one option left to get rid of their most known unknown album which i recently spoke about on the vinyl me please podcast all right later in the week of me accepting that the group was calling on satan and stay fly i give the song one last spin at this point i couldn't unhear the words this time i was listening on a portable cd player to avoid shuffling through my nano I turned the song off, popped open the player, and looked at the CD one last time. I shook my head and then snapped it in half and threw it in the trash can. That was very dramatic, by the way. It was one of the hardest departures I'd ever made in my life up to that point. After that, I gave myself a set of rules for my musical intake. I promised myself that I would not listen to any songs that were listed under 3-6 Mafia. If they happened to pop up as featured artists on another person's song, that was permissible. I also listened to Project Pat every day. His music was solely produced by Three Sixes DJ Paul and Juicy J, his younger brother, and the group regularly regularly showed up on his albums. I was full of shit the whole time, but making that promise to myself felt like it gave me a reliable excuse to make God uh, to make to God just in case I died and faced judgment if He was real. Obviously, that was all an extreme overreaction. A simple search of the samples used for Stay Fly will show you that the song's backing vocals were taken from po- were taken from popular 70s R&B singer Willie Hutch's Tell Me Why Has Your Love Turned Cold. So, I like this article because it does bring some rationality to, to these arguments, you know, when people... Listen, I guarantee you... If you put my, I've listened to my vocals in reverse and it kind of sounds satanic. A lot of things sound satanic if you throw the shit in reverse or if you add some creepy backing vocals or whatever. You can make a lot of shit sound a certain way. He was a favorite of the group. Another one of his songs, I Choose You, was sampled for Project Pat's Choose You, then later for UGK and OutKast's International Players Anthem. But in Tell Me Why Has Your Love Turned Cold, the, st- the song starts with the same indecipherable vocals that sound like, Lucifer, you're my king or my father. So this article, I liked it. It was written by um, Lawrence Burney. And definitely follow him, follow him on Twitter. Noisy always has pretty interesting articles. I remember I read a, I read an article about Africa, Bambata, and uh, his alleged sexual abuse claims. Um, people who who... Claim that he was sexually abusive And allegedly I, I throw that word in there I don't know I wasn't there But So like I, Horror core And And the idea of sat- Satanism There's always been these Elements in hip hop You know And you know Of course I'm, I'm gonna bring up Esham in a second Because I, Like I said He's a Detroit MC That I don't feel like He gets enough love And Danny Brown Has mentioned him Numerous times so also and you have Eminem of course and I feel like Eminem has blown up on such a level and to a degree he's kind of put away a lot of that horror core rap. You know, you hear a lot more of it on the slim shady E P, his earlier projects after Infinite. Like the the what what am I trying to say? Like the sur- resurgence of Slim Shady, that character, and and the origin of that character that Eminem created is honestly really based on the idea of horrorcore, you know, because Eminem was rapping really, he was doing really crazy syllable shit, and he was honestly kind of rapping like Nas on Infinite, so he needed a gimmick, he realized, and he came up with this character, Slim Shady, a dark, ominous idea. And it, it kind of carried him. I'm not saying it carried him entirely. Obviously, Eminem is an incredible artist with a good work ethic. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying Eminem is solely here because of the horrorcore genre. But it did provide some shock value because admittedly, most of these horrorcore type fans are going to be white people. And maybe that maybe that sounds crazy. Maybe I'm just throwing things out there. But... Let's be honest, like, I don't know what it is. White people like to get scared for some reason. (laughs) I I don't know. But back to my point about Eminem is that Eminem, he had the backing of Dr. Dre. He really put together something different, and he evolved. And he still has elements of that horror core mentality. If you listen to um, uh, Framed off of Revival, and I didn't like Revival that much, but that, that track, I did like. You know, I really did like that track and I want to talk about Esham Detroit MC you know really fucking dope um uh, let's look at his lyrics for kilogram so Esham is a bad motherfucker like he he's a, he's a bad motherfucker he, he he's from Detroit but to get put together some really amazing music in my opinion and He's an underground legend you know and I, I don't throw these terms around loosely but he definitely is an underground legend and being a fan of hip-hop I always I, I love talking about hip-hop you know that is one of the main reasons I started this podcast and there there are subgenres of course but the thing about hip-hop is it, it's allowed to have that creative flexibility just like rock and roll has every I think music in general the thing about genres it just feels too limiting so when you call something horror this and that like yeah I mean it does belong in that section but music is music to me I love music music is my favorite thing I don't want to categorize it too much but yeah it, it's kind of like same thing with movies you know <laughs> like if you want to classify everything, all right, little Dicky is comedy, and then Isham is horrorcore, or Brother Lynch is a horror film. Like if you really want to look at it like that, if you want to categorize movies, and then maybe you can get something like Eminem, where he's a little bit of everything. You know, have you ever seen a movie that is like action packed that has horror horror elements? Yeah, you know, there there are certain things that that can mix in. And it can be a little bit harder to decipher. That's why when I say horrorcore, you know, I I know not like Eminem isn't primarily just rapping about eating bitches, like uh, Brother Lynch, you know. But that, Brother Lynch, it doesn't always rap about eating chicks, eating chicks either. He can rap his ass off. You know, he did that the strangulate strangulation cipher with a uh, Tech and everybody else, Murz, that whole squad, ubiquitous. But. Esham's just a weird dude, and I'm gonna read a verse. It's the Mr. Unholy Sinister. Man, I murdered your minister. Murder mo' people talking jive than Jeff Fenster. Witness the prime minister. Grand dragon, body bagging. The 44 mag still got my pants sagging. People on the bandwagon say they suicide driven for the unforgiven. These dead flowers ain't living. Psycho like no, other motherfuckers so. Go upside your cranium... Go upside... This is an interesting bar. Just follow along. Go upside your cranium dome with the chrome. I'm sick of all these suckers. My mind's spinning in swirls. Impregnate your body with slugs and murder the world. That's a pretty interesting bar. Therapeutic. They connected from bullets ejected. They concluded wasn't expected for my ass to shoot it. I'm a son of a gun. I swallow bullets for fun. My daddy with the gunpowder shit. Call me hollow tip. Little slug hate life. Living ain't ain't love. Given fool you paranoid. So I'm suicide driven, man. You know, and this is from his project, Dead Flowers. And Isham, you know, I think too. Like if, if I think Detroit usually has kind of a gritty sound because that's a gritty area. You know, you don't you don't associate Detroit Detroit as a walk in the park. You know, when I think of Detroit, I don't, I don't think of it as an easy place to be. So it's clear that, you know, that you're going to facilitate some of that energy. It has to be facilitated, you know, and, and that's the only way to do it. But, you know, the thing about October is October was a hell of a month and a lot did happen, you know, and, um, I don't want to really want to recap too much i mean there was some stuff that did happen but you, you know for for me as, as a fan of uh hip-hop i just want to keep pushing and uh seeing what and just seeing what is going to happen i want to see how uh the culture is going to progress and i, I have a lot of album breakdowns i want to do but at the same time, there is so much music dropping. And I feel like if I review one thing and I don't, re- I, I'm not doing enough justice. So I'm, I'm just going to make a list, you know, and definitely near the end of the year, I'll probably do like a top 10 favorite album and blah, blah, blah. Not top 10, you know, because there, there's a lot. I can't really do a top 10 like that, you know. But back, back to this whole entire horror stuff, Halloween, you know. I, I, I hope everyone had a Halloween. Now everyone is revving up for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be dropping this. I believe yeah, tomorrow is the ninth. So what is your opinion on um, just Halloween in general? because I I don't see as many people out anymore. Maybe it's a changing of the times. but you know I I, I think people are having fun. I put put in that little Michael Myers beat. Because uh, Michael Myers, that movie recently dropped, um, and I heard it's doing, it's actually pretty good. You know, what, what is your favorite horror film? What is your favorite horror film? Because I, I have a few favorites. I know this is not a movie podcast, but let's talk about um, a recent one I did watch with my girlfriend was It Follows. And It Follows was interesting because it was an invisible figure following this girl. And the whole movie, I kind of felt, was a metaphor for an STD. So go check it out. You know, if you want to watch something, it's, it's one of those movies where it's not in your face horrific. It's kind of a slow burner. You know what I mean? It really is a slow burner. It doesn't rely on shock and awe. Like, for instance, when I watched It... It was very well written and I I did enjoy it, you know, but like there was definitely that shock and awe factor and it was it was fun and it did scare the shit out of me in some parts. Other parts I did laugh my ass off when when he did that fucking dance when Pennywise did that little trap dance. Um, I'm calling it the trap dance because I I watched this uh, video where someone remixed it to a trap record, a hip hop record, and it's really funny. Um, I might have to repost that shit. It's super hilarious. Um, You know, It Follows, not bad. It That's a good pick, it, you know, if you, if you want to watch a horror movie. And people are probably thinking, this is a hip-hop podcast. Why are you talking about movies? Because I love talking about hip-hop, but sometimes I want to break the shit up. Is there something wrong with that? You know, this is a Halloween podcast, you know. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to enjoy it. So, The Exorcist. Okay, The Exorcist is one of these movies you got to prepare yourself for. If you're not prepared to watch The Exorcist, then don't watch that shit, man. You're not ready. You're not ready. You, The Blair Witch Project, I wipe my ass with that movie. That movie is fucking trash. It's not even half scary. It's just a bunch of fucking idiots in the wilderness running around. I've heard audio tapes that are scarier than that fucking movie. That movie is overrated. Alright? I mean, there is something to say. Like, you know, being out in the woods would be fucking terrible. Out in the wilderness? You're fucked, man. You don't... You are fucked. You are fucked. Out in the wilderness? Goddamn. No, especially... I'm from Oregon. This Oregon wilderness will swallow you alive. So, I mean, I guess that's a scary element. But that movie as a whole is overrated and it's kind of a piece of shit. You know? I mean, at least... To me, it's a piece of shit. But The Exorcist—that's a motherfucking movie you gotta prepare for and train for mentally. That movie is creepy as fuck. The writing is great, and it's—it is insane. It, that movie is insane. Like the the amount of craft that went into that film was crazy. So prepare yourself for that one if you're gonna watch it. There's gonna be some disturbing, some disturbing shit. Rosemary's babies boring um, in my opinion. jaws is cool. I like jaws but it's not really scary to me. you know sharks to me aren't as scary when they try to translate it into movies. you know like they did that big CGI shark and everything like CGI like I, I do got to give jaws respect because they had to work harder. you know they had to work a lot harder. But a good pick right here is The Evil Dead. If you want to have some fun, all right, I know this is past Halloween and all that. But if you want to have some fun, if you're going to watch a horror film, watch The Evil Dead. Evil Dead is fun. You know, um, Bruce Campbell and everything. I, the TV show wasn't bad either. You know, these these are just some of my, my picks. These are my picks of what I would watch. You know, I'm looking at this fucking list and some of these movies, I don't know why they're up here. Sixth Sense is good I don't classify it as a horror film It's more of a thriller Hellraiser is cool Carrie is really good The Fly I haven't really seen it Alien, fucking classic Amazing sci-fi movie Insidious, Savagery And an American Werewolf in London American Werewolf in London I haven't seen that But I I do know that that is a classic For uh, Halloween I was a werewolf uh, you can look at the pictures and double check I was a werewolf I was uh not all right here's here's the thing people so I I came under a little bit of controversy I did a during Halloween my girlfriend and her sister they are both black women uh, they did my makeup and I had I got a, a cheap makeup kit from uh, this Halloween store and they, they did the makeup and they listen I'm gonna be honest if I had werewolf ears, right? They—they, they, I didn't have any fake hair to put on my face or anything or on my arms. So it's kind of a crude werewolf because the makeup is brown and I'm clearly a white person and the makeup is brown. But luckily, um, the ears and and the nose and the scars that were drawn on my face really helped my case because I do admit If I did not have the ears, you know, the pointy ears, certain things, it would appear as blackface. But I'm just confirming that I did not do blackface. I want to confirm that. If you you are on my Instagram and you're perusing and you see that picture of me with the white torn shirt with pointy ears and a dog nose, I am just confirming I am a werewolf. I am not racist. I love everybody. Purple, green. I don't give a shit. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting that out there. So werewolves are awesome, and I was a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> get a good chuckle out of that shit. Oh, the Wicker Man. The Wicker Man, the bass, the bass. Not the bass. Fucking a, dropping B's on them, motherfuckers. Straight up, just like um, Ghetto Boys, talking about this horror core. All right, enough of this, enough of this. I'm not going to go see The Nun. I, I can't watch a lot of these new horror movies. They're pretty garbage. You know, I... I don't see a lot. I mean, Get Out was pretty fun. I like that film a lot. Um, of course, who doesn't like that film? You know, if you don't like the film Get Out, you know, go suck a dick. Because that, that is probably one of the most original plots I've seen in a minute. And it was an entertaining film. So if I can walk out entertained, then I am with it. So I am looking through this list. Um, there's Cage, okay. Scarface. Shaggy 2 Dope, Evil Pimp, Evil Pimp, I've never heard of Evil Pimp, I'm gonna have to check him out, who the fuck is Evil Pimp, I'm gonna look at this dude's Wikipedia for Evil Pimp, (laughs) this exists, there's a guy who goes by Evil Pimp, Evil Pimp, (laughs) sorry, born Katrin Terrell Rhodes, is an American recording rap artist from Memphis, Tennessee, he is the founder of the group Crucifix Clan, of which Stan Man, Lady Dead, and play rob are also members. Evil Pimp is co-owner of the label Slaughterhouse Records and blah, blah, blah. He grew up in Memphis, blah, blah, blah. And we know, we know, career. Evil Pimp <laughs> began his, I can't stop laughing, began his musical career in the 1990s. He made his national debut in 05 with The Exorcist Returns and... I gotta say, if you look at, like, a lot of these covers, like, they kinda look like gene- generic mixtape covers and shit, you know? I mean, I I, I gotta respect this dude if he's, on, if he's on his independent grind and everything, you know? Like, this, this is a tough genre to make it in if you're a hip-hop artist, you know? You might need to step on a few toes and slap some bitches, so... The Evil Pimp, I respect that. Respect the Evil Pimp. Evil Pimp, son. Yeah. And then DMX... I'm getting loose, you know, I feel like I'm getting loose with this podcast, I feel like I feel invigorated, and I'm ready to drop content on you motherfuckers and kick you in the nuts with it, that's how I feel, and if you got an issue with that, well, I don't care, I had a goal this year, to get the 60 60 podcasts by the end of the year, and I'm developing, I know, listen guys, like, not all these things are winners, I know that, and I'm really trying to put everything together, you know, and I I do appreciate the listeners that I do have, but I'm not rushing anything. This is the beginning. You know, I really want to put out the best content possible. The best content possible. You know, and who else can we throw in this horrorcore list? DMX, he's on this list. What? Come on. What do you really want? The thing about DMX, I love DMX because on his project, he's having conversations with the devil, you know, and I I want to definitely provide a little bit of context. I, I know and I, last time I really talked about DMX thoroughly was when he was uh, dealing with the prison sentence and everything, you know, which is unfortunate, you know, I think that kind of distress is fucking terrible, you know, but... What the fuck can you do? You know, pay your taxes. You're not going to escape the IRS. So that's all I can tell you. That is all I, all I can tell you. Let's see. Conversation with the with the devil. DMX conversation with the devil. Okay, there we go. Sometimes Google search can be a cunt. So I'm, I'm just getting everything worked out. So... Convo lyrics. Damien. So yeah, Damien. That's that's the character or the characterization with the devil. And we see him appear on pretty much all of his projects, but I'm going to specifically speak on his debut album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And the thing about DMX is that I respect his creativity and I feel like I don't really consider this like a horror core type record because this this just feels like an uber creative record and i think anyone who rat and and in the case of dmx going through what he went through he kind of went through his own personal hell and and we get to see him just be fed up he's like, i just want to make it as a rapper and in a way, like it kinda makes you question some things. Like I mean, listen, I'm not I don't believe that like Satan is just out here giving record deals, you know. Or maybe he is. Um whatever it may be. But I I do think that this industry is shady and that maybe like is is D M X saying that, that the industry is Damien? Is that is that what he's saying? I don't know for sure. Maybe. What do you think? I'm I'm gonna read these lyrics. But this cunty piece of shit Google is fucking me up God damn it Don't worry people I'm getting it together Please I'm I'm keeping it together just give me a chance So verse 1 DMX DMX is Damien and DMX as his son Why is it every move I make, it turns out to be a bad one? Where's my guardian angel? I need one. Wish I had one. I'm right here, shorty, and I'ma hold you down. You trying to fuck all these bitches? I'ma show you how. But who? Names D like you. But my friends call me Damien, and I'ma put you hip to something about the game we in. So dmx has clearly been through a lot of trials and tribulations and and you can you can see the documentation of his early rap career but uh, let's go into it a little bit more yo and and the game we in you and me could take it in there (laughs) hold up and i'm gonna put you hip to something about this game we in you and me could take it there and you'll be the hottest people hottest person ever living that's a given you'll see hmm That's what I've been waiting all my life, thinking about my little man, so I call my wife. Well, your dada is about to make it happen. What you mean? I'm about to make it rappin'. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damien. He thinks we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. You mean like Chucky? Haha, yeah, just like Chucky. Dada looks like we're both lucky. Yeah. And this is definitely one of my favorite records um, from uh, the album. You know, because you get to see DMX. DMX really, he's a legend. People can say what they want. They can characterize him and trivialize everything, but he is a legend, and he did put his heart. He did put his heart into his music, and if that isn't respected, then I don't know what is. I clearly don't know what is. If that isn't going to be respected, then what will be, you know? But overall, I got to say, A couple of my main points in this Halloween podcast, because it's getting scary, ha, 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 is, um, horrorcore rap, horrorcore rap, it's hard on the mic, um, is it, is it taboo, is it strange, or is it normal, what's your opinion, do you like it, you know, does it, does it fit within hip-hop, or is it just weirdo shit, what's your opinion on the Damien lyrics, did, did DMX really sign his soul to the devil, or is that all just usually YouTube clickbait, which I think it is? I think maybe DMX might be speaking in metaphors. I What's your opinion on the on the Fly record by a th- Triple Six Three Six Mafia? Mafia, love that song. Um, I don't care if he's talking about even if it is talking about worshiping Lucifer or whatever. It's a good sample. So. Yeah horror movies you should check out Avoid bullshit and check, check check out the good stuff And overall people I am happy to be back And thank you for loving me Thank you for loving me for my quirkiness And yeah I'm happy to be back Podcasting Expect a lot of these motherfuckers to be coming out Ooh, Gonna get a good studio set up You know there, There's an evolution to, to everything And I'm happy everyone gets to see it Thank you <laughs>